Hi, we're Kat and Sarah, and welcome to the final episode of the 2018 volume of Kairos Episodes. Today we're thinking about talking about, oh my god, <laughs> what do you want to talk about first? I don't know, just like, we wanted to take a look at the year in review, kind of, especially in terms of Asian American progress, because we feel like, like the Asian community in general has gotten a lot more visibility in terms of like standing up for our own rights and like our public image. Yeah, of course. So I think the first thing that we really wanted to talk about was um, the idea of Asian American progress in the film industries, especially um, after the release of Crazy Rich Asians. And mm-hmm. for those that haven't watched it, maybe we could give like a quick synopsis of what happens. Oh yeah, sure. I can I can start that off. I guess. Okay. So um, basically, there's an ABC. If you don't know what that means, that means American Born Chinese girl named Rachel Chu who is a professor at NYU and she has a boyfriend who's played by Henry Golding what's his name again oh, <laughs> wait Nick Young Nick Young Nick yeah, Young that's his that's his character name. yeah sorry I just referred him exclusively as like Henry Golding anyway okay so um Nick Young invites her to go for his best friend's wedding which is back in his homeland Singapore and she doesn't know how rich he is but essentially he's part of this like kind of secret society of like super cool crazy like uber rich like singaporeans who live in like enormous mansions and they have like jewels all over the fingers and they shop in the best stores every day and she has to kind of like get used to that cutthroat society anything you want to yeah. add i think when i was watching the trailer yeah. i remember like the one part where she was like can we afford this when they're going like first class on the plane yeah and he's like oh yeah we're comfortable and she's like that's something that rich people would only say yeah yeah <laughs> exactly so funny and of course it's aquafina too she's oh great oh my god yes Picklin. Yeah. Well, one of the good things I really enjoyed about this movie was that I feel like in a lot of sorry about that. <laughs> I feel like in a lot of in a lot of movies or books about Asian American people, they're exclusively about being Asian. But this book, this this story actually, it's not necessarily about being Asian. Like we're not limited to our race it's also a rom-com it's like a good old-fashioned rom-com about meeting the boyfriend's family and you know self-confidence and accepting your own culture and like learning to love basically and it's not just about like ethnic identity like it's also because like we're human like we're more than being we're more than just asians Mm -hmm. i think it's been a while since we've seen like a really big full-scale movie since amy tam's i think the good luck club is that what it's called joy luck club the joy luck club yeah i think it's been a while since we've seen like a really high scale production because i think that there's like a significant amount of i heard that they're like chinese investors which i think makes a lot of sense because i feel like people want to see like their own races represented in hollywood and like what we think of as like the mecca for movie production Mm -hmm. yeah no totally i agree yeah oh and then also i guess kind of along the same lines obviously k-pop has become really a big deal um in the u.s recently with the advent of bts yes which is (laughs) honestly yeah i thought like i i I do remember like watching their first like music videos and I think that like they've really grown since then because they've put out like consistently put out really good content and I think there's something so attractive about having like these groups that are like almost like family like the idea of like an extended boy band because for us like girl groups and boy groups like One Direction for example was like initially five people and then Fifth Harmony was also five people then BTS I believe is seven right yeah yeah so like the idea of having like this like you know all Asian boy group that produces like music and like great music and then on top of that dance as well yeah it's just like I think it's so intriguing right because yeah there's something like there's a unique appeal in that no I agree and also it's not even just their singing and dancing like I think part of what makes k-pop so appealing is the fact that it's so easy to get attached and fall in love with their personalities Mm -hmm. like they make a point to show their personalities and like in a very specific way like each one has their own characteristics which are honestly probably groomed like before they go on stage they probably remember like like each of them probably has a persona they have to uphold is my guess is that really how it works no I don't I don't know but I'm guessing because they all have such distinct like they each have these lines that they always say like a certain persona they always adhere to like I don't know 
if it's the real them, right? But like, I'm, I'm, I think it's at least part of their real selves, right? And so yeah, I, I think, I'd like to think it's like a reflection of their true selves. Yeah, totally. But like, I just feel like another reason why it's so easy to get addicted to K-pop is because uh-huh. like you fall in love with the people. Like, it's not just their work. Yeah. There is one complaint that I've heard is that like the entire like production, or I guess the from the start, like the idea that they're like constructed by companies. And that they're like placed into groups people think it's kind of artificial but i think in a sense like m- most of the boy groups and girl groups that mm-hmm. we have in the u.s are formed by companies like for example like on the x factor like yeah, where no. like fifth harmony was formed right i think that uh-huh. like people are more uncomfortable because most artists i think in the u.s are like solo artists so yeah. there's not like an idea of having to be in a group but the idea that like they're constructed by other people just feels so like unnatural and unoriginal yeah it's, like wait. organic right yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's a problem. I mean, because like, at the end of it, like, the music industry is, like, a huge business, right? Like, it makes sense to, like, place people who are, like, you know, all attractive, all capable, all talented together. Yeah, like, you know, we talked to Vaccine earlier this year, and yeah. he was saying, like, the K-pop industry is so heavy on looks. Mm-hmm. There's, like, I mean, obviously there's a superficiality in, like, every type of entertainment business, but I think since, like, the Asian, inter- like, entertainment industry is, like, so built on this idea, like, because I think there is sort of, like, a strict beauty standard there. Yeah. The idea of, like, having, I don't know, like, pa- paler skin. And yeah, like things of that sure. sort. Yeah, because there are specific standards that they have to adhere to. Yeah, definitely. But definitely. I don't think it's also a bad thing because I know people have said like Asian people are like so homogenous, like we all look the same, right? Yeah. And I think that like K-pop is actually Low like key pushing true. those barriers. Oh. Okay. Continue. No, I I did think that like the idea that um, people like I guess becoming more like aware of like how Asians like are different in a sense because yeah. you can see like not even just in bts but like members do look distinctly different i feel Me too. I, don't, I don't find fault with people who think that like asians do like kind of similar because i mean i guess it is natural because we don't tend to have as like prominent like bone structures as like i don't know people of different ethnicities exactly but i also don't like it particularly when people say that like we all look the same because you know it is offensive in a sense okay well the way i see it is like when i when i determine on whether people look the same or not it's uh-huh. based on eye color eyebrow uh, eye, color, eye yeah. color no shape and like hair color mm-hmm. and then honestly when i see two white girls who have the same eye color hair color and like general facial shape i will say like oh you guys look kind of similar and i i don't feel that it's that offensive to them when i say that so like when someone tells me like i look like another like a certain other asian girl i'm like yeah okay that's reasonable but if you tell me i look like all asian girls then i'll feel a little bit like uncomfortable you know yeah and that's like the distinction is that we don't feel like uncomfortable if you think that we look similar in some aspects like to a specific person but yeah. saying like the entire because like whenever people say asian it's also like not encompassing like people of different skin tones because obviously yeah. like, not everyone looks like chinese people oh like, yeah of course i think the most offensive thing is like when you're not chinese and then people are like oh you must be chinese like there's there are other countries yeah <laughs> like east asians for example are like you know like the i guess like the, the dominant narrative because people think of like japan like korea and china as like the only com- like the countries that exist in asia but obviously there are so many other countries especially like people who live like you know in southeast asia normally ignore like indians for example or, yeah i feel yeah. like they're and, never like, yeah bollywood's pretty big now too like with the breakthrough yeah. of priyanka chopra yes. yeah and baywatch was that last year i didn't watch that movie but i didn't maybe, watch yeah. baywatch yeah but um i think yeah like there's a really big breakthrough recently in entertainment which i feel like is the best avenue for you know visibility yeah i agree because we look we look up to these like figures in the media as like you know for inspiration and things of that sort yeah yeah and okay when i went to watch crazy rich asians like the line it was like 9 p.m at night it was like pretty late at night so we thought their line would be that long but we got there like right on the point mm-hmm. like maybe 10 minutes before the movie started and the line was like wrapped around the building mm. it was insane they had like they had those like you know stretchy black like tape thingies you know <laughs> okay. what i'm talking about I, I 
no like really. those stretchy black things that they pull to like make the oh to like side to, of the line to like delineate like where the line starts yeah where the line ends. starts mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah and the line was like they had to like pull those out and it was like the only movie that had that long of a line it was like enormous and the line was like, like four people like wide too uh-huh. so it was like huge it was just amazing and it wasn't even just asian people like maybe yeah. half of it was asian people but there was like a substantial amount of people from other races too and it made me really happy to see all these people yeah i know yeah. same like i think i was surprised i mean like obviously i had like preconceptions about a lot of things and i'm not like really proud of it but i remember like i was sitting in line with my brother and i was waiting to buy a ticket and the lady in front of me who like very clearly was not asian was like i want a ticket for crazy agents i'm so excited for the movie and i was like almost taken aback because i didn't realize that like people of other ethnicities were also happy to see the movie like yeah. i just thought of it as like like a movie for like asians but like i didn't realize that like there's so many other people who celebrate like asians in media and i was like i felt like a little embarrassed but also like happy at the same time for her i know it's like yeah. a good feeling it's like good surprise yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah it's pretty amazing yeah. i think we've we've made some pretty major steps this year yeah well not we but like <laughs> we as we, a group yeah like we personally did not create the movie crazy Rich asians but yeah like our community has enjoyed some successes this year I'd yeah say. yeah and i think like I'm almost, like, looking forward to, like, what's going to happen during um, Asian American uh, Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Is that what it is? When is that? I don't remember. I think it's in one of the earlier months in the year. Okay. Yeah. But that's coming up, like, sometime in next year. And they're making um, a sequel to CRA, right? Oh, yeah. I did hear about that. Because it's a trilogy, right? The book series? Yeah, yeah. I actually did think the book series was better than the movie. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. I thought the movies were better. What? But also I'm biased because John Chu. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. No, but I, I I guess it's because, like, there's so much more nuance in the books because they were, like, they're not lengthy, but they're, like, a little bit more, like, they're thick, you know? Like, yeah. they're pretty in-depth, but I think the movie just didn't have time to, like, give too much of a background on, like, what yeah, happened. Yeah, that's like, true. It is really difficult for us to conceive of, like, these, like, you know, extraordinarily wealthy Asian families mm-hmm. with, like, you know, like, the extent of their wealth wasn't almost all captured in the movie, I feel like. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, they said that there was, like, this, like, level of secrecy to it, too. Like, Astrid, for example, like, never appeared in, like, newspapers and stuff. Because she was just, like, above that. Yeah. That's what the book said, yeah. Oh, yeah, but movies you have to show, not tell. So it's, like, really hard yeah, to everyone. Yeah, it's really hard to describe that. So she was, like, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I could be wrong about that. But I did like the books a little bit more. I kind of like the level of secrecy the movie gave, though. Like, at the end, when Astrid and Charlie reunited, and it didn't give mm-hmm. any details on it, I was like, yeah, it's, like, a movie hanger. It's, yeah. like, cliffhanger for the movies, right? Yeah, but also I think I think that Ash and Michael weren't like it wasn't as in depth as, as I would have liked it because we only see like because in the book series like when he receives a text that's like miss you inside me yeah yeah it's not really about like it's not actually that he's cheating on her but the movie makes it seem as if she she's divorcing him because he's cheating on her yeah they never clarify yeah, they that never he was making that. it up yeah because he wanted to separate for different reasons yeah but it's not like described well in the movie but i i guess it's easier to explain it like that than it is like to do otherwise yeah yeah girl the casting was so perfect though yeah Gemma, i think Gemma Chan is so attractive like she, name, right? yeah, she's Jensen. literally astrid in real life you know she yeah. went to oxford to study law i did not know that she's literally astrid in real life you know i didn't realize how many female actresses have like great degrees and like so many different like varieties of topics yeah like i didn't even know megan markle went to northwestern you didn't i didn't <laughs> i feel like maybe i'm just like not well versed in pop culture but like i had no clue all i know is that okay in terms of famous people who went to good colleges well not good but like i wouldn't say good but selective mm-hmm. like you know like natalie portman studied at harvard yeah, I, I, yeah. That, that, I that one's know. kind of iconic one yeah yeah but megan markle's a little bit off topic um but yeah, yeah Gemma is incredible and um, the, the casting for um, Araminta and um, oh, who played Colin, Araminta? Um, Sonoya Mizuno. 
Oh, she's is she Japanese? Really, I think she's half. Oh, okay. But yeah, she's and then Christian Pan, fit right? as well. For yeah, Colin for Colin, Coo. for Colin. Colin Coo, yeah. And um, Jimmy O Yang. Oh my for gosh! Bernard, right? Yeah, like Bernard. he's yeah. my biggest icon. He's yeah. in Silicon Valley too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I really like Jimmy O Yang. And then oh, also speaking of him, he was in um. The music video for Wasted on Me with uh, BTS and Steve Aoki. Dude, like every prominent Asian person. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Um, That's really good. I, I, oh my gosh, Ken Jong is Ken the love Jong of my was life. In it. Yeah, I remember. Yes. And then I think Zoe Aoki was also in it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also um, Jamie Chung. I liked her. Oh, she's Jamie so cool. Chung. Wait, she's gorgeous. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Dude, she is. She she's is. also in um, Fox is the Gifted, I think, right now. Oh, I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I One reason I really like Jamie Chung um, is that she she's like ABC beautiful rather than mainland Chinese beautiful. Because a lot of Asian stars are very, like, pale skin, big eyes. Like, it's the mainland Chinese beauty standard. But I think there's a clear difference between people who are, like, in entertainment in, like, Asian countries versus in the U.S. Because I think that we've, like, modeled our beauty standards more on, like, American ideals. Yeah, that's so true. Because yeah. ABC stars, like, look way different from mainland Chinese stars. There's like, a difference? Really cl- like, Jamie Chung versus, like, a K-pop star. Yeah, I can You know, it's, that, like, yeah. so obvious, right? Yeah, I've always thought about, like, how, like, Asian beauty standards differ between countries too like there's there are some nuances yeah. like i think like the way that like you portray yourself is different like even based on the country like do you remember mm-hmm. like a while back when um like there was this one lady who like sent like photographs to her of, her, of herself to like different um photoshop photoshoppers in different countries like i think like 100 countries or something mm-hmm. and she like showed how like they each like photoshopped her differently to fit their country's ideal beauty standards oh wow yeah that was kind of interesting I thought, like, it was a good reflection of, like, you know, how diversified people's take on beauty is. I gotta watch that video. Yeah. yeah. I think it was on BuzzFeed a while back, yeah. I think most Asian countries have a similar beauty standard. Really? Well, I Sorry, not... I mean East Asian. Okay, just East Asian. Yeah, just East you Asian. You know, I always feel bad just saying just East Asian because... Well, I just don't know about Southeast and... East, oh, South yeah, Asian. Like, true. it's not that, like, I don't know, I just don't know about the beauty standards. Yeah. This is a little off, to- off topic, but almost, I feel like almost bad, like, not knowing about a lot of things that, like, concern my identity sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm not caught up on, like, you know, news related to, like, Asian Americans or, like, things that are, like, relating to my community, yeah. I almost feel bad. But, like, I mean, it's not like you can expect everyone to be always, like, you know, caught up on, woke. like, yeah, I guess the, yeah. the better word is woke. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think I'm that woke. <laughs> Yeah, it is really hard because a lot, also a lot of Chinese news is, you know, in Chinese. Mm. And it takes, like, a substantial amount of time for me to read an article in Mandarin. Because I have to have my dictionary I, I open. I can't even read an article in Mandarin. That's not a possibility. I know, I have to guess, like, half the words. It's really bad. Yeah, I feel like my, my Chinese is really not up to par. But sometimes Times has features on, like, Chinese news in English, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. There's been a debate recently. Did you, do you read the Times? Um, occasionally, but not very often. Did you read the article that was about, like, there's this guy who does, like, Western-style martial arts. And, you know, like, Kung Fu. Like, good old-fashioned Chinese Kung Fu. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, where they can, like, fly up buildings and, like... Fly up buildings? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, wait, like, in movies, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. like, Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, Kung Fu Panda kind of Kung Fu. <laughs> and then, um, so there was one of those Kung Fu guys. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, traditional Chinese martial arts versus, like, this guy who does, like, you know, boxing, like, Western-style martial arts. Oh, okay. And they, like, call each other out on social media because each one thought the other's kind of martial arts was, like, but fake. Like, like, real and happening right now? This happened, like, uh, maybe a few weeks ago, I think. Wow, okay. Yeah, and then they met up to, f- to fight. They met up? Yeah. To, like, then, physically fight? Yeah, to physically fight. <laughs> oh, okay. And then the... Wait, can I swear? I mean, <laughs> go for it. Should I keep it family-friendly? I mean... You can censor it later. It's okay, I'll just keep it family-friendly. Um, the Western-style martial arts guy beat the other guy in, like, 
one second. Oh, really? He, like, beat the crap out I of the guy. I think it's different, though, because there's, like, an art to going for. Not that there isn't an art to boxing, but I think it's just different. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But I guess it just shows that in China there's, like, a growing rift between, mm-hmm. like, the two styles. Because there was, like, supporters of both sides, I think. Yeah, I think they're both legitimate. Yeah. Are you cold? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm very cold. You're an athlete. <laughs> student athlete yeah student athlete that's what I was gonna say I have no cold tolerance because both my sports happen in the most moderate times of the year oh you better not move to the east coast then I kind of want to though I like the rain but I don't like being outside while it's raining yeah I like being inside while it's raining oh yeah that's nice I don't like walking outside it's just like the feeling that like the icky like you know like the I don't know how you can describe it I must sound crazy right now like the rain on concrete the smell too I like it Oh my. <laughs> oh my. No, it's clean. It's Don't cleansing. You're like, you're like, clothes get dirty too. And like, you know, you're soap. You're like sopping wet. Like, I just feel like it's so uncomfortable. So don't walk around in the rain. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's a solution. Uh, just like, stay, I like staying inside, like right behind a big window pane. And then just watching the rain slide down oh. and like drinking like hot cocoa or something. It's very wholesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's some other topics you want to discuss. I guess along the same lines. Um, Stefano Gabbana. Uh, or Dolce Gabbana's. Problematic, um, not fave. Yeah, their recent scandals. And I think we just wanted to talk about, like, you know, this timeline of different offensive things that have occurred, you know, relating to the brand. Yeah. So um, we kind of did some research. Um, in their spring summer 2007 edition of their ad campaign, um, there, were a lot of criticism, there was a lot of criticism about how it potentially glorified rape culture because there's um, women being pinned down by these, like, you know, half-naked, um, I guess, oily men. Um, <laughs> and it, they, <laughs> the, the suggestion was that these ads hinted at non-consensual sex and, and even, like, gang rape because there's, like, one woman and, like, you know, four men. So um, they were banned. It's pretty uncomfortable. After the backlash. And then that's only... That's, there's so many more, like... Um, tax fraud. Tax fraud in 2010. And then uh, 2012, there was offensive black and more imagery where, like, white models were, you know, wearing images of stylized black faces it's like black fishing that's, that's terrible um this particular style of faces is called blackamore it's yeah usually such a depictions of slavery so that of course is offensive um oh and then 2015 was when uh gabana claimed that ivf children were synthetic so he said um i think the exact quote was i'm not convinced with what i call chemical children a rented uterus semen selected from a catalog and he said later that uh, life has a natural trajectory and there are things that shouldn't be altered this confuses me and cat because he's gay himself so like shouldn't he want well i mean regardless of his sexual identity i just feel like that's almost offensive because for couples that can't right, conceive is. like of regardless of their sexuality like for any couple that can't conceive and who want children i feel like this is like a good option for them because if they're like truly like you know looking for children in their families like they i mean ivf is a really good you know course of like a really good option for them right so i don't know i just thought that was like terrible on multiple levels yeah definitely yeah, I'm just that was just degrading i think and then um in terms of degrading black the black population um they released a slave slant sandal in 2016 um, which was decorated with pom-poms and fastened around the ankle like a gladiator sandal and they later like omitted the name but on the online store you used the term but that was called um slave sandal in napa leather with pom-poms so of course there's like a i guess a recurring trend of you know objectifying black culture yeah yeah and then uh in april 2017 they promoted a sneaker that promotes body dysmorphia where it says things like uh, i i'm thin and gorgeous and like you know things that sort of you know impose arbitrary beauty standards upon women uh 
And then, I think, oh yeah, there's also like homophobic remarks where he talks about how like, you know, gay designers. And then he also implies that like one cannot both be gay and a man. Which is like, you know, that's just so degrading to the entire like homosexual community. Like that's just offensive on so many levels. I feel like I almost at this point like, I wonder if they have a publicity team. <laughs> yeah, do they just not have any filter on that? And then, oh, in April 2018, he says that he doesn't want a Japanese designer to succeed him. Okay, and then it continues. On June of 2018, he calls Selena Gomez ugly on Instagram. Um, so, basically, the translated comment is, she's so ugly. It's basically just an image of, like, Selena Gomez in five different red dresses. And you know the ironic thing I heard? I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure one of these dresses is a Dolce dress. Oh my god. Which <laughs> is kind of ironic. But um, yeah, so that happened. And then, of course, the most recent scandal is the offensive video mocking Chinese culture. Um, and it's, you know, of course, ignited major controversy for its being racist, ignorant, and, you know, having distasteful sexual in- innuendos. Because there's this, like, Chinese woman who's sitting, you know, in front of, like, a table with, like, I don't know, like, pizza, I think, right? And, like, traditional Italian food. And there's, like, you know, this man's voice in the background directing her on how to eat the food. Well, she's trying to eat it with chopsticks. And yeah, she's, like, with chopsticks. With it. I mean, obviously, like, there's some... Like, I think what people don't understand is, like, we don't eat chopsticks with everything. Like, if I eat a pizza, I'm not I'm not <laughs> pulling out, like, a pair of chopsticks to eat it. Like, sometimes I'll eat, like, hot Cheetos with chopsticks. But that's, like, for a more, you know, practical that's purpose. That's for... No, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that's for practicality, you know? Just to keep my fingers from staining. But, like, I just don't understand, like... You know, tacos, for example, I don't eat with chopsticks. <laughs> like, there's so many other foods I don't eat with chopsticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And then, oh, yeah, there's these direct messages between him and, like, a user that were leaked in which uh, d- the designer compared China to the poop emoji. <laughs> and then, oh, he later said that this account was hacked. But then he later issued an apology for making the comment. So I feel like there's, there's like, a discrepancy there, too, also. Somebody lying. Yeah, I feel like the, I don't really buy into the hacked Instagram account. But, you know, then again, I don't really know. But I just feel, the, the whole situation I felt was just, you know, distasteful. But that's about it that we have for Dolce & Gabbana. What else do you want to talk about? Yeah, I guess just, I'm really proud. Like, we were, Kat and I were talking about this earlier, but I'm really proud that China stood up. Because D&G originally was supposed to have a fashion show in Shanghai, was it? Oh, really? They were supposed to have this major fashion show in Shanghai. And all these models started pulling out. Like, once the, oh. yeah, like... They, originally, like, the video they posted, like, super fancy, it was a promo video for their fashion show in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to have, like, hundreds and hundreds of models, and, like, people were working on setting up the venue. Right. But then, like, when the video came out, like, all of these Chinese models who were going to walk, like, these huge ones who had run for, like, Victoria's Secret, and, like, mm-hmm. they just started, like, pulling out. And then um, this one this one agency that had 24, that had supplied 24 models for the show, like, they pulled out. Oh, really? And then, like, these really famous people were, like, posting um, stuff on Instagram. Like, this one girl was, like, she's like this really famous model she was like you know you guys are shit and i hope you're sorry for what you did and like i hope you know now that you you never call china that again or like you know yeah but i don't understand this is gonna happen to your brand again i just don't understand like i think that most major luxury brands like realize that there's this like huge market for their goods in china because yeah. obviously there's like a lot of consumers that are willing to you know have like a lot of disposable income and they're willing to buy these products but what i don't understand is like why you would alienate these customers because if they form like a large segment of your market like, I just don't, like, just practically, like, regardless of, like, whether or not you, like, you know, don't like them or whatever. Like, or if you have, like, some, like, you know, racist feelings towards Chinese people. I just don't understand, like, why you come out publicly and say these types of things. Because, I mean, isn't that, like, bad for your, like, business as well? Because I would think that, like, they would understand the repercussions of their actions. I feel like that's what scares me. Like, they didn't even know it was going to be offensive. Yeah, I mean. That's, I, like, so awful. Like, they made this horrible video, like, dehumanizing and, like 
making this Chinese woman seem like so like fumbling and like oh using chopsticks with like Western food, mm-hmm. and they didn't even realize it, would, it could possibly offend like an entire nation of people. Yeah, I mean, also, I know like this is like, I guess sort of more subjective but there are some people that think that in terms of like these types of issues that are like offensive or what we regard as offensive they think that it's almost like an overreaction yeah yeah because i have seen a lot of comments on that like not even just of this like specific issue but like uh, multiple other issues where like you know people generally that are more liberal i mean i don't want to get too like political here but like you know people who like disagree with like you know, for example, like an ad campaign or things that they think is like misrepresenting like people who are not straight and things like that. Mm-hmm. And like other people who like, you know, respond that like you're just being too sensitive. Like, why can't anyone do anything anymore without being criticized? Which I think like there is I'm not saying like there's like validity to like that entirely. But I do see like why people are kind of like annoyed that you have to be so careful with like, you know, the way you phrase things or like the way you portray things. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you do have to like tiptoe around a lot of like, you know, these like changing ideologies about like what it's what's OK and what's not OK. So I'm not saying that it's like you know yeah i generally try to just not talk about it if i don't know enough about it or if i don't actually feel that passionate about it okay yeah because like i don't want to say something that someone else that would hurt someone else basically yeah but i think like regardless of i'm like more amenable to like individuals making mistakes i feel like that's you know that's not like that's natural like just not being you know like very knowledgeable in a topic area can make you like more prone to making mistakes that might be offensive but what i don't understand is like if it if it's a major like fashion house for example or like a brand issuing like a specific statement that these things aren't like fact checked or like they aren't like you know like i think there has to be like a second look at like what is okay and what isn't i know that's crazy because there must have been an there must have towards the car this way bud yeah there's more sewer drains because there must have been <laughs> an entire production company yeah. making that video mm-hmm. and the model who herself was chinese right mm-hmm. and she probably should have spoken up like how how did they find an entire team of people who were like oh this will be okay and this won't receive any backlash whatsoever i mean like i guess like some people might be like faulting this like model for like not recognizing that this is like you know maybe not blatantly racist but at least like subtly a little bit racist mm-hmm. but i almost feel like Sometimes it's almost hard to discern whether things are controversial or not. Like, I guess I'm playing, like, the, the devil's advocate now. But sometimes, like, I see things that people are mad about on the internet. And I honestly don't agree. Like, I feel like sometimes, like, I don't think, like, people go too far. But, like, there is, there has to be a middle ground, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. it is possible to be overly sensitive. Like, I do agree that, like, sometimes people do take it too far. Like, you know, when pe- like, internet culture is, like, you know, dragging someone for saying something offensive. I'm not saying, like, people who, like, you know sexually assault people should get away with things like that because obviously like that's like a, a, that's a crime like that's not okay but then like you know when people make mistakes like especially like public figures right like what do you mean like unintentional blackface things like that mm-hmm. like i'm not saying i'm not condoning anything like related to blackface what i'm saying is that like that's actually kind of a bad example i mean like when celebrities or like people in media make mistakes occasionally if it's not like they're like you know outwardly like being racist or things like that i feel like prone to forgive them like you know i feel like you know like they've made a mistake it's fine like we can move on yeah. like they gave like dragging someone so like their career fails after that i don't agree with i think it depends on how bad it was and whether or yeah. not there was an underlying history of doing it and then like real and then like quote unquote realizing their mistake and then just mm-hmm. doing it again i think what people are uncomfortable with is that it's so like there's so much of a gray area like they don't know if it's like okay or not okay yeah i just like generally when i hear stuff about a celebrity i just like stop watching them but i don't outwardly mm-hmm. i don't actively hate on them i just stop watching them yeah like you don't support them anymore but but i'm not also gonna, like, like yeah, yeah like 
getting rid of their supporters. No, like, I just feel so uncomfortable when people like are like public figures, and then you like instead of just stopping at like the public figure. Like I think some people have talked about this in the past, but like celebrities are generally okay with people like talking about them but not of like their family members or like their significant others because that's just like extending too far that's not even about them anymore yeah yeah Yeah. like how when like after mac miller's death people blamed ariana grande like that was like i did hear about that yeah freaked up yeah i don't understand like for like personal matters like i understand like that's like even i feel like uncomfortable attacking like so, like celebrities personally because i feel like that's like you know they're like real people like people say this all the time but like you know they're re- they're like real people too they're not just like there for you to you know like point out and things like that i mean some celebrities are kind of yikes yeah i mean obviously there's like problematic there's always going to be problematic celebrities but like um what i don't understand is like people sometimes are like oh like they, we have a right to criticize them because they're public figures like they make money off of us but like that's not even true like i don't understand like yes yeah, like they're public figures and they like, do make like a significant income but that doesn't give you the right to like degrade them you know yeah like, yeah. <laughs> it's not like they're just like a target for you to like shoot at yeah. <laughs> like that's not it's not the right message you want to give out thanks for listening to kairos this year we'll be back in the spring of 2019 with six fresh new episodes happy holidays